With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The College Football Experience Toledo Rockets 2023 Season Preview Episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with the thousand dollar prize up for grabs. Join today, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Once again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code SGPN. I'm sorry. Use the promo code CFBX for $20 off. CFBX for $20 off. And remember, as always, to let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Experience Toledo Rockets 2023 season preview episode. I'm excited to talk Rocket Ball. Uh, and look, if you're watching on YouTube, hey, you should get over there, subscribe, youtube.com slash the college experience. Uh, Rocket from Studio B today. Yes, Ryan Real Money Kramer, the Sports Gambling Podcast, is doing a 24 hour draft. So make sure you check out the Sports Gambling Podcast because that's fucking insane. But uh, yes, I am here at Studio B, which I promise you is not my bedroom or my parents' bedroom. But uh, look, folks, we're talking Rocket football. All right. And. Uh, I'm excited. To, look, they they won the Mac a season ago. I think if if you had to, if you've covered, if you've watched, if you've been a fan of Mac football over the past 20, 30 years, like I have in my life, I think Toledo's the best school. If you had to, if you had to quickly say what is the best football team in the Mac, what is the best brand as far as you can count on them to be a pain in the ass week in week out? Uh, I would say the Toledo Rockets. Um, but I have a guest, and if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that. But first, you're probably wondering who the hell I am. And uh, look, my name is Colby Swigga, database Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Right. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. <laughs> now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Yes, I'm excited to talk Toledo Rocket football. I mean, how many great coaches? Well, there was Matt Campbell, where there's Tim Beckman, Gary Pinkle, Nick Saban. Oh. 
have been, and Jason Candle, maybe you put right up there. I'm curious to get the take on the Campbell, or I'm sorry, on the Candle, not Campbell, uh, era. And folks, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I am honored to be joined by this guy here. He is the host of the CSC podcast, all Maction all the time. Give it up for Toledo grad. If memory serves me correct, Alex Shear, how you doing, Alex? Appreciate you making time for us, man. Hey man, I, uh, I love being on this show and talking Maction. And finally we had to talk about my school. I'm a, uh, you mentioned all those great coaches, but you omitted the great Frank Larber, the, yeah. the goat of yeah. Toledo coaches, in my opinion. But we, uh, no, really excited to talk some Toledo football and, uh, you know, there's, there's some great history at this program. Hey, and look, if you're watching on YouTube folks, he's got Toledo, Toledo jerseys on the wall, helmets on the wall. Uh, Alex, I forget if you told me you're a married man or not, but either way, uh, I, is that a uh, conversation? Is that one of those things where like, okay, well you can have that over there, but that's my, that's my area of the house Look, with those helmets. That's my area of the house. Uh, I am still on the dating scene, but uh, any BG grads out there, you know, go ahead and swipe left on me. Don't, don't waste your time. Oh uh, uh, yeah. I mean, look, Alex, great guy. Ladies go out there and, 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 and hit up Alex because let me tell you, I can, I, I can, I can attest to this because uh, you know uh, I have been plenty of times in my life uh, on out, out on dates. Now I'm married now, but I'm saying, and to me, if they come to your house and they question you, your, your stuff, whether like me, I have, I have, you know, several uh, football basketball items uh, and th- then they're not, they're not for you. They're not for you. If that's, if that ever happens, uh, just for food for thought, if anyone out there listening is, is, is in the dating world. All right. doesn't matter how beautiful they are. Doesn't matter. Whatever best personality. Who cares? Who cares if they're going to give you shit about the stuff on your wall, it's not worth it. All right. Uh, just, is. just take it there from it Dundee here. Take it from Dundee. Who knew this Toledo <laughs> episode was going to turn into dating one Oh one. Uh, but, but Alex, you do a great job on your podcast and folks, you should give it a follow at college sport pod because he covers the Mac. This guy was at Mac media day. I mean, he's, he's, he's covering the Mac through and through and it's not just football. It's basketball. It's everything really. So uh, I appreciate you making time for us, man. And, and I know you are a Toledo grad, so we should just say uh, everyone bet the over. This is the end of the episode, right? I mean, it, I, I, yeah. I, I know coming into it, national championship, <laughs> you know, we're done. look, but this is a great program. This is a program that, uh, and you'll be able to tell me better than, than my memory. I remember a win at Arkansas in the S the mighty sec 2015 in September 16 okay. to 12. I remember that when I want to say, I remember, was it Pitt that you got in the early two thousands or am I, am I thinking it's at Ohio? Yeah. That was Pitt in uh, in the early two thousands with Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> um, yeah, so should have been Notre Dame. Should have been Notre Dame, right? Should have been Notre Dame, but we did get Michigan in 08. And I and I want to point this one out really quick. There's a little bit of importance because people talk about not impressive. Michigan was terrible. Toledo went three and nine that year. <laughs> we fired our coach at the end of the season. Damn, and he got a win in the big house. That's a tough fire right there. You said, "Look, I had a t- I had a yeah. tough year, but we won it in the big house." You can't take Tom that Amstutt's away from me. A great guy, but yeah, it was it was time to move on. But you get a win at Michigan. I mean, he's got wins at Minnesota, Kansas, Iowa State. 
you know, that you mentioned the Arkansas one, like there's, there's been some great wins in Toledo history. Yeah, they are. They are like, to me, like, like I said, I wasn't saying that to cater to you. Cause I know you're a Toledo grad. Uh, I honestly believe that like, that's probably number one. And I'm curious. Cause I would go at least in the past 20 years, like Toledo one, Northern Illinois two would be like the way that I would imagine. I would almost put Northern Illinois one solely because of the BCS games. They, they made like seven of 10 uh, conference championships in the 2010s. Like Jordan Lynch was a Heisman finalist. I mean, yeah. you talk about what they did. I mean, and they, in uh, Toledo and NIU just constant rivals. And that's really heated up because both have been so good. So that's been a lot of fun to kind of be, be in the middle of, but yeah, there's been a lot of, I mean, I would say Northern Illinois and Toledo one a and one B look at that. Honesty, Alex Shear just saying, Hey, you know what? They'd Gotta probably be. be number one. They'd be, look, I can appreciate that. That's why you folks, you need to check out. You need to check out uh, the CSC podcast, all action all the time. All right. Well, look, Alex, I want to get your take first off before we, before we have to get a uh, ad read in on how you feel about Jason, the Jason candle era. I mean, obviously you just want a Mac championship a year, a year ago. So I don't want to say, uh, you know, I, I would be shocked if you're saying bad things, but I, I'd be curious just in general though, is it, has he, has he exceeded expectation? Has he maintained expectation? Talk to me about his era. If you, if you listen to Twitter, which uh, I don't recommend ever doing, um, <laughs> but if you listen to the folks on Twitter, uh, Jason Candle is the worst coach Toledo's ever had because we have not won enough MAC championships. We've won two in his seven years there, um, but we should have won every single year. I, I, I respectfully point to the Matt Campbell era and the Tim Beckman era where we didn't win a single MAC championship. As a uh, hey, you know, yeah, Jason Candle's done some really good things. Um, prior to Jason Candle winning it in seventeen, we hadn't won one since '04. So it, you know. It, and didn't he turn down the OC from the Miami Hurricanes to stay at Toledo? Twice. I mean, come on, folks. Twice. Come on, folks. I, I love this guy already. All right. I mean, I'm ready. I, I, I yeah. love loyalty. Yeah. And I love what he's done. You know, last year, that was his message to the team. He was like, I'm going to come back and, we, you know, we've got unfinished business. And they went and won a MAC championship. Now, a few, you know, I, I think that to some degree, expectations have not been met. Toledo, I think overall is a much more talented team than what wins and losses have reflected. That being said, I love Jason candle. I think he's the right guy for the program right now. And I'm really excited about what they could potentially do this year. I think there, this is a really potential special season. You know, someone asked me the other day, uh, why the Mac has the, in their eyes, not mine been down lately, as opposed to five years ago or so six years ago, and maybe even longer than that, when Northern Illinois was in, in Western Michigan, were having their, uh, their New York six appearances and stuff. And I said, you know, I think it might be coaching stability uh, because the gap has gotten bigger between the, the power schools and the, the group of five, which is, I think terrible for the sport personally, but also, you can just have coaching cycles where you just, you know, may, don't make the right hire or you do make the right hire or so, something like that. But I think it's kind of a soup of all of that. Uh, but either way, I feel like, uh, you know, when you hear that he's coming back and, and turns down Miami and turns down other opportunities, 
I love that because the co- that's the college football I grew up on. Like when I first started mm-hmm. becoming a fan of college football in the late eighties, early nineties, it seemed like every coach had been there like 15 years, 10 years, you know, and, and you didn't always jump to the grass is always greener. And and now it feels like every coach it's real. It's really rare. I feel like, uh, so kudos, kudos. And I, that has me rooting for the rockets this upcoming year. We're going to talk more about Toledo. We're going to talk about the offense, the defense, the special teams. We're going to grade the transfer portal, which is such a huge factor in college football in 2023. We're also going to go game by game on the rocket schedule. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience Toledo Rockets 2023 season preview episodes brought to you by game time. Yes. Look, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Now, uh, if you're like me where, you know, I, I always will go like, I, I okay. I was, I was in a uh, Missoula once Missoula, Montana doing standup. And I, everyone around the town's talking about this big Montana, Eastern Washington game going on this weekend. And so I was like, well, I love college football. I know Montana's got a good program. I know Eastern Washington's got a good program. I got to get myself to this game. Well, you know, this is 2010 ish, something around there, 12 ish. Um, and I'm just searching, searching whatever platform I can't find tickets for anything. Right. And then I'm asking people at the, at the bars, at the, at the clubs. And I'm like, Hey, uh, you got anyone got an extra ticket? And I was just, it was just a huge pain in the ass. And, but I was like, I gotta go. I ended up paying like three times the amount of what that ticket should, should be. Uh, but it was very stressful and look game time is, is there to relieve that stress because game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Look with killer deals on last, last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll be having. Uh, look and, and forget planning months in advance. All right, come on. I mean, what's that going to get you? All right. Uh, game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals uh, on, on tickets for what football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And get this. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. This is absolutely fantastic. In my opinion, if you find tickets, in the same section and row for less, get this game time. will credit you 110% of the difference. That's called getting it done right now. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account and use the code uh, CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Once again, terms apply again, create an account, redeem that $20 off with the promo code CFBX. Download the game time today. Uh, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Toledo Rockets 2023 season preview. I'm here with Alex Shear, host of the CSC podcast. All action all the time. And look, all transfer portal all the time. That's what coaches are screaming. <laughs> coaches are screaming, saying, uh, I, this is just a little too much for I mean, you saw that in college basketball. You, you think it you think it's uh ironic that like Roy Williams, Coach K, Bayheim, Jay Wright. 
uh, you know, Bob McKillop at the Davidson all said, peace out. No, I know why they said peace out. They're like, I'm in my seventies. I gotta, I gotta text my team every night to make sure we're all on the same page. We gotta do a, we gotta do a group call and, and it's, it's the off season. All right. I'm over here in Barbados having cocktails and I got to touch uh, touch base with my uh, starting wide receivers just to make sure we're still cool. Yeah. That's, that's the transfer portal. And it's absolutely crazy, but that's the game. That's what's happening right now in college football. We got to touch base on it short of army, Navy, air force, and uh, strangely Clemson uh, everyone else. It, it's like the four Oh five freeway. So departing the Toledo rockets, as we try to grade this right here, we have offensive tackle Lavelle Dumont heading out to the rice owls in Houston, Texas. Who, who, who are jumping up to the AAC uh, wide receiver, Demir Blankumsey heading out to the Memphis Tigers. Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That one, that one, you know, do you think that's an NIL thing? I know Memphis has that FedEx money. Do you think that's it might be an NIL yeah. thing? I mean, I, I think you know, last year, you know, he played I want to say he played all 12 games. Um, you know, he had a lot of, a lot of things going right for him last year. He really took a step forward. And I think, you know, I wish him the best. I loved watching Demir blank MC. Um, but I think maybe part of it's NIL. I think, you know, with the wild West, that is the transfer portal, you know, why not take a shot at what else is out there? You know, I think he, I think he's going to have great opportunities down at Memphis. I wish him nothing, nothing but the best, but of the, of the departures, this one, I think hurt me more than anybody else. Gotcha. Gotcha. So that make note of that Memphis tiger fans. If you're listening to this one, uh, tight end, Zach person is in the portal. I, according to 24, seven sports, there's no home yet, but you know, some of these guys have landed at, at places and, and not to, not to completely shit on 24, seven sports. It's hard to keep track of how many, how many players are in the portal. So uh, running back Lammy constant also in the portal. And then wide receiver, Mikel Barkley heading out to the Fresno state Bulldogs. Is that a substantial loss? You think that is, I don't think it's a substantial loss. Um, You know, he dealt with a lot of injuries two years ago Um, last year. You know, he, he didn't do much. Um, he did play in the last couple of games of the season. Um, but this is his third transfer. Like mm. he's been, he's been all over and, uh, you know, I think he was at TCU prior to Toledo. So that, you know, this is, this feels like nothing new, but again, it's part of the whole wild West. That is the transfer portal. Yeah. Um, you know, I really enjoyed watching him play. I think he's a solid player. Um, I mean, he started at. Um, I, I think he started all the way out of a community college, if I remember correctly. Wow. Um, and then so, to TCU, then to Toledo and now out to Fresno state. So, I mean, you know, again, I wish him the best, but this one, do, it doesn't feel like as big of a loss, similar to Jordan Lowe, the, the, um, the running back, you know, he, he also, it does, they don't feel like big losses. It hurts depth. Of course. I think that's the big thing, but they don't feel like massive losses to me. Okay. So Mikel Barkley to Fresno state. He's part of the circus. He'll be next year. Who knows where it'll be. Uh, then we got long snapper Benjamin Lisk. He's in the portal uh, safety. Jalen mines, tight end clay claw uh, or called deal. Uh, probably butchering your name, clay. My apologies. But uh, 
in the portal. Haven't landed anywhere according to 24 seven. Same with linebacker Nicholas days. Do any of those names stand out as, as key players that we should say, man, that's a bummer. I feel like Toledo got really lucky with the, um, with this transfer portal departure, you know, Ben Lisk, the, the long snapper, I think that one does hurt. I mean, you know, he snapped for 14 games. Um, he didn't play when he was a freshman, but when he did start, I mean, he, he did give, give Toledo all he had. And I think he did an excellent job. Something of note, he's walking on at UNLV. Oh, interesting. So he went from being starter to walk on, which Hey, again, if there's an opportunity for you, I support it. I think athletes should get to do what they, what is best for them to do. Um, Jalen mines again, not again, you know, he was, uh, I think he was a three-star, uh, it was a top 50 safety out of high school. Um, but again, a lot of these names, I think Toledo got really, really lucky with departures and not really losing. I mean, they lost a lot of depth. But I don't. But you didn't really lose much with starters, Sands, uh, Demir Blankensy. Yeah, and so that's what that's what's at, what what left town incoming is. Uh, uh, the likes, yeah. Four, <laughs> well, you got four star transfer defensive end Travion mm-hmm. Ford, twenty four seven sports, giving him a four star ranking. It that that's not a recruiting ranking from high school. That is one leaving in the transfer portal. Uh, defensive end from Missouri in the SEC. That is a substantial get, I would think. And also, four-star offensive tackle Rod Orr from Florida State. Uh, well, mm-hmm. these these guys, I would imagine, will be starting right away. Correct? I I have to imagine so. You know, the Rod Orr, uh, Trevon Ford, and then I want to say it was um, who is who's the Jackson other one? Jackson Cannon. Uh, Jackson Cannon, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State, right? Those are those are going to be some big boys. I mean, you're getting two former SEC and a and an ACC player, yeah. And they they all come in with at least three years of eligibility. Uh, Jackson Cannon comes in with four, so I think this is going to be really, really nice uh, for Toledo because these are these are guys who are going to be able to come in and just hey, let's get to it. I think they bring valuable things from from their schools to Toledo, but they're also going to learn a lot while they're at Toledo. And I'm really excited for all three of them. Yeah. And I think because of that, you have to say they definitely, I think they definitely won the portal. I know they lost a couple wideouts, but they seem to still be strong in that area. Well, I and think- they picked up a couple wideouts as well. Jalen Dotton from Penn state and Don um, Munnerlin from Rutgers. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. So they were able to work the portal really well. And uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see why a uh, Mac championship, sh- you know, shouldn't, should be the expectation yet again. Um, let's talk about it. The offense uh, a season ago, 45th in scoring offense, 47th in rush offense, uh, 74th in pass offense, 53rd in total offense. Um, curious. Were you surprised that being 74th in the, in pass offense? Did you think coming into the year last year, you'd be a better passing team? I, so I had my reservations on our passing. I think Daquan Finn is an excellent dual threat quarterback. I know when, uh, when I was down at Toledo versus Ohio state last year, uh, Toledo went march right down the field on their opening drive and scored on a, on a passing touchdown. Like Toledo looked pretty sharp. You know, the defense gave up 77, 
the offense still put 21 on the board. And through the first six weeks of the season, that was the most anybody had scored on Ohio state. Interesting. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I had my reservations on the passing ability of Dequan Finn because he's been so excellent with his feet. I think as the season wore on, he got better. I'm excited to see him take another step forward this year. Um, Cause I think he's got really good arm strength. I think he had the game against Kent state. He accounted for, I want to say it was six touchdowns uh, five through the air. If I remember correctly. Um, so he could sling it. It's just a matter of controlling the, the urge to want to just run right away when things break down. And and he's got two more years of eligibility left. So I think people, you know, looking back, he was a sophomore last year. So, uh, uh, you won a Mac championship as a sophomore. That's impressive to me. Um, you also have Tucker Gleason back there. Who's got some burn as well. The quarterbacks, you gotta be happy with the quarterback position, correct? The quarterback position is going to be very, very strong this year. Tucker Gleason, um, fun, fun tidbit about him. He filled in, he started when Daquan Finn was out for a few weeks. Uh, he had a broken hand in the Bowling Green game and still came out and played. Love uh, it. Toledo was Love almost it. down to the, yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. Toledo was almost down to the third string quarterback um, and still just kind of humming along. But I think that was also the thing, keeping the quarterbacks healthy. If they stay healthy, I think Toledo probably finishes seven and one in Mac play and not five and three. Mm. Um, and I think that that was a big part of it as to why, you know, Toledo kind of stumbled down the end, losing two of their last three against Mac opponents before the Mac championship. But with a healthy Daquan Finn, a healthy Tucker Gleason, I think you're going to get a lot of opportunity to see both these guys on the field at the same time. And that's going to be pretty cool. Yeah. And eight starters back on offense. Now that's a little bit of an asterisk. There are eight guys that have started college football games. That includes some of the portal gets, but quarterback position looking really good for the Rockets running back situation. Uh, Jaquez Stewart and Micah Kelly. I, I mm-hmm. think you gotta be happy with, I mean, the running backs seem loaded as well, right? Running backs are loaded. And I, you know, I'd be remiss if I, if I let you omit my guy, Penny Boone. Okay. That's yeah. a, that's another guy who I think could really, really do some stuff. And he's, he's a running back uh, out of Detroit, Michigan. And if I remember correctly, he transferred in from Maryland. Correct. And Correct. last yeah. year he had a, yeah, that's what I thought. I thought it was either Maryland or Rutgers, but, um, but yeah, I mean, last year he had a great year, you know, 116 carries, 443 yards, couple scores, but nobody really seemed to take control. You talked about Stewart a little bit. It just felt like this is a very balanced backfield. Like, Hey, we need a little bit more finesse here, Stuart. We need a little bit more rumble. Here you go. Penny Boone, you know, Micah Kelly, you can do a little bit of pass catching. So it just, it was very nice to kind of have that constant rotation. I mean, you've got other guys too, like, you know, Willie, Willie Shaw, um, who I think he can do some nice things. You know, this is, this is a really, really good running back room. And I'm really excited to see all of them take another step forward. There doesn't seem to be a lot of weakness. I think Penny Boone is the best uh, pass blocker of, of the bunch. Um, purely because he's also the biggest of the running backs. Um, I think, you know, that gives him an advantage, but I, yeah, I mean, this is a really solid running back room right now. Yeah. And it's, it appears to be the whole offense. Let's talk a little bit about the wideouts. Uh, Devin Maddox is back in the slot. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a guy that, that, you know, had 11 starts a season ago. 
I believe 548 yards of offense. And then Jerjawan Newton, who was second team all Mac a year ago. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. You, you guys lost a couple guys, but they're it, returning those two. And then the fact that I know they're excited about Larry Stevens and Thomas, oh man, Cyros, Zero. I think it is Zeros. Okay. Um, yeah. Is this a unit? Yeah, yeah. I know you hit on the, the couple guys that left in the portal to Fresno and Memphis, but should they be at the same level you think as a season ago, if not better? I think, I think overall uh, losing guys like Demir blank MC um, that, that hurts, right? You know, I think Demir was a great part to this, you know, three headed dragon for the wide receivers, you know, Devin Maddox, he really leveled up last year, but you talked about Jawan Newton. I, I really love what this kid brings to the table. He's fast. He is very much a team player. And, and you look at his numbers and just kind of what he's done in his career at Toledo last year, he had, you know, 830 yards. I mean, this is, this is a kid who comes out, he balls out and and he's been loyal to Toledo. He could, he could have left after last year and I wouldn't have blamed him. I think he's a great wide receiver, but last year he really exploded with 53 catches and you know, he's got one last year left. I'm really, really pumped to see what, Jawan Newton does. I think he's going to have a really, really good campaign. And you, and you talked about, um, Oh my gosh, Devin, Devin Maddox. Yeah. Yeah. I, this kid, you know, he was, I think he was a transfer portal guy, if I remember correctly. And no, he was not. I apologize. He was, he, he's been at Toledo his whole time. Uh, we've had, sorry, we've, we've lost Matt Landers two years ago from the sec to Toledo went back. We've, we rotate our wide receivers. It feels like it's a, you know, it's a, it's a yeah. whole thing. That's that's um, college football in 2023, man. But Devin Maddox, you know, between him and Juwan Newton, I really don't think this, you're going to see much of a step back. Um, you know, Thomas Rose, he had a great catch against Ohio state for a touchdown on that opening drive. Uh, Junior Vandeross, I think he's going to do some really good stuff. Um, a kid that I'm, that I know won't contribute as much, but I'm excited for him and what he's going to be able to do this year, Adam Beal. And the only reason I bring up Adam Beal is I watched him receive a scholarship. Um, Barstool helped present it and he received a scholarship um, for his final year. And I just, I love those kind of stories. I know we saw it with the Eastern kid. Yeah. That uh, was fantastic. That was fantastic. Yeah. And so I just, I love, I love those things, but you, you know, other guys like Larry Stevens going to, going to bring some good stuff to the table. You talked about the the transfers. This is a really, really good offense. You know, Thomas side he kind of plays a hybrid tight end wide receiver. So he does a little bit of both. He's got the size to do both. That's for well, sure. And, um, and, and that's something that might be pivotal because Jamal Turner's gone. Yeah. That's a huge loss. I I know that that from what I can tell, Larry, I'm sorry, Lenny Cole is a guy they're counting on. But you know, yeah. losing a guy, losing a tight end that had eight touchdowns a season ago is a gigantic loss. Maybe uh, Zereros or how do I? Uh, I butch uh, Zeros. Zeros, yeah. yeah, can can figure that out, uh, or or maybe help out in that in that area, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you talked about Lenny Cole, the uh, the tight end. I mean, he's six five. You Jeez. know, two forty-five. He's a sophomore from Germany. Wow! Like, 
you know, so like, and I think that's cool. Right. You know, and he, I want to say he had a catch a couple good catches in the bowl game against Liberty this last year. Um, you know, and, and I, and I like what he does. I think he's going to bring some good stuff to the table, but this offense is going to be really good. The offensive line, if they stay healthy, this is going to be easily the best offensive line in the mid American conference. Yeah. Let's talk about that four or five back. Well, I mean, four of five have been starters in college football. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Rossi, obviously first team, all Mac left tackle. That's always the, the, the best that you can have also with, with the left yeah. tackle uh, Vinny Scurry. Uh, they also have Kendall. They, they seem to be a little deep too. I know you touched on injury, but bringing in the South Carolina transfer, bringing in a Mississippi state transfer, bringing in a Rutgers transfer over the past couple of years. Um, and then you're only breaking in a, a, a right guarded Tyler long. Who's a senior. Who's also started 19 games. So uh, I mean, I look at this whole offense and like you said, this that definitely st- like stands out as the best offensive line in the Mac. I don't see a, a clear cut weakness. If, if I guess maybe the tight end position, if you had to, if you had to pinpoint one weakness, just the fact you you lost Jamal Turner and you gotta you gotta find out who's who's your next guy. But that's a good problem to have to me. If your weakest thing is the tight end, I think that's a really good problem to have. I do think, and this is where I where I hesitate on on what the offensive line is going to do. If I'm going to be very honest and very critical uh, last year, the beginning of the year, we lost two of our three offensive line or two of our five offensive line before season, the season started. So it was kind of plug and play. Uh, when I spoke to Jason candle at Mac media day, he talked about bringing over a defensive guy to play center um, last year. Yeah. So it's just, you know, so, you know, you talk about Tyler long and uh, Nick Rossi, like, getting those guys back is huge. You know, having those guys available. I want to say it was Devin Rogers was the, was the guy who, who flipped positions. If I, if I remember correctly. And you know, if, if Devin, if you're listening and I'm wrong, call me out, you know, shoot me a message, whatever. But um, yeah, I mean this, this is an offensive line. If they gel and they gel well in camp, Mm -hmm. this is going to be a really good offensive line. I hesitate to say they're going to just come out and just do it because I don't know how some of these pieces are going to mix and match, especially with the transfer guys. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about that uh, as a schedule. Cause the first game on the season is one of the best defensive lines in all of college football. Um, yeah. But let's talk about the defense side of the ball because a year ago um, you have uh, Vince Vince. How do I pronounce his last name? Is that K- Karis? Karis? Vince Karras, the former yeah. Mount union head coach, the son of legendary division three Mount union coach, Larry Karras classic. Uh, he did a pretty Legendary damn good job. Family. Yeah. He did a pretty damn good job a year ago. 54th in scoring defense, 56 in rush defense, 12th in pass defense, charting at the 17th best defense in America. Unbelievable job. Uh, a year ago, they returned eight on the defensive side of the ball and get this folks. They're not transfers. It's eight players from a year ago. So there's no asterisks next to it. There's nothing. Uh, defensive line though, is the area that I would circle as, as the most uncertain you bring back great name here, judge Culpepper, the nose guard spot, but you are counting on uh, Adrian uh, Wolver and uh, what Darius Alexander to step up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, w- Wolver's played in 25 different games. He's never started or uh, no, I think he has three starts in his career. So there's that. That seems the big the, to be the biggest area because get this every other spot really the whole secondary is back mm-hmm. the entire secondary 
you know, Zachary Ford, Ma- uh, Max and hook, Chris McDonald, Quinion Mitchell, uh, Nate Bauer, all back. I know Bauer played the star linebacker spot, but uh, the only they're breaking in one new linebacker in Daniel Bolden. Cause Dallas grant is back. He was first team all Mac a season ago. I mean, I guess th- th- this one though, it does seem, even though you bring back eight, it seems like the clear cut unknown is the defensive line. Would you agree to that? Clear cut, clear cut unknown is very much the defensive line. You talked about judge Culpepper and what he's going to have to bring to the table. I, I think he's going to have to really step up, you know? Um, and I don't think that that's going to be an issue for him. I want to, I want to be clear on that, you know, Trayvon Ford, you know, coming in from Missouri, that's going to help anchor and, you know, take some of that uh, pressure off of judge Culpepper. Um, you know, Darius Alexander going to do some good stuff, I think. Um, and I'm just looking at, you know, I'm just looking at these guys. I, I really, I, as much as I think it's the weakness, um, I don't think it's going to be as bad as what, we might expect only because Jason Candle is very smart and went and found some guys in the transfer portal and said, Hey, this is going to be an area of weakness. Let's go. Let's go get some guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that, that everything, this seems like a, a team that's just really complete. Um, now you are breaking in a new kicker as well, or a guy, I guess he was two for two on field goals a year ago yeah. in Luke Payak. Uh, or Pawak. Um, but you also have a kick Dundee punter, Jonathan Batsk. I could be butchering that, but he's from, uh, he's from Australia. So he is a kick Dundee and you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, I can never fade a team with a kick Dundee. Um, yeah. uh, all right, let's, let's dive into the schedule here. Cause I, I'm very curious to see your thoughts. That's part of the show. Let's do it. See how honest, see how honest uh, you are regarding your rockets. Uh, I already but, told you 15 and 0 with a national championship. Did, <laughs> I hope you're right. I would love for you to be <laughs> right. <too>. Uh, <laughs> folks, before I'll we break a lot of money then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, folks, before we break down every game on the schedule, I want to tell you that the Toledo Rockets 2023 season previews brought to you by the sports gambling podcast, Patreon. Yes. Sign up for the Patreon to get exclusive access to uh, well, exclusive contests, just double exclusive. This sounds like a Seagull movie. Uh, it, it, anyway, it did look NFL win totals contest, thousand dollar first place prize on the line. And besides the season long contest, we also have weekly contests just for the patrons, plus a monthly SGP stories podcast, completely ad free and full of behind the scenes stories from SGPN. There's even a discord channel just for patrons. Only you can prevent corporate gambling. So do your part and sign up today. Sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash Patreon. Uh, and I'm quickly, uh, we're, we're back on the college football experience and uh, I'm quickly trying to locate because see, I normally do this in the main, um, the main studio here. And I, I have a graphic that will be made with the win total, right? Some of the problem is though, and no disrespect to our graphics guy, he's fantastic, but uh, sometimes when you're, when you're doing that, if he makes the graphic like six weeks beforehand, which in, in many cases, he'll send me like 30 at once, the line can move. Mm-hmm. So if enough bets are placed on it, you know, uh, the line moves. And then I, here I am just over here sounding like an idiot uh, talking about. It. So I just want to, before I spew out this, uh, this number, 
I just want to fact check that uh, nine and a half. Not okay. Nine and a half. So it hasn't moved. Okay. So that's good news. If you, if you've bet this thing. So looking at the schedule uh, week one. So first off nine and a half, your first reaction to that would be, you know, I know you're a Toledo grad and a Toledo fan. Um, over, I think would be mine. Just judging just us going through the team. Like we just did. Mm-hmm. I would say, okay, I think this team is primed for another Mac championship. So why would I take the under? I think that that certainly 10, 11 games is, is, is certainly possible. Uh, so my first reaction would be over yours. My fan reaction is again, over um, my logical reaction, knowing, you know, and, and again, I love Jason candle and I, you know, so don't, please don't hear this, but I do feel <laughs> like occasionally he has come up short in big games. You know, you talked about Notre Dame two years ago. Um, I feel like a couple, couple of play calling things were, were questionable towards the end. Mostly I blame the refs as every good fan does. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, you know, I feel like there are games we shouldn't have lost that we've lost um, San Diego state last year. They, they couldn't score on us all game and we give up two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Mm. Um, you know, yeah. so just, or maybe I think it was 10 points, but we, I feel like we've lost a lot of games in the last minute of games that we had no business losing. So I hesitate to hit the old, the hammer, the over as a, as somebody who knows this team and this coaching staff, maybe this is the year they put it all together. I, I hope it is. I, I, I really do, but well, I, I hesitate can- to say over. Well, I can tell you what's good is the Ohio Bobcats, uh, the team that Toledo played in the MAC championship that returns their starting quarterback. Remember, Rourke could not play in the MAC championship. They're not on the schedule, so uh, there's that. Also, uh, you know, looking at last year's non-con, you had Ohio State and San Diego State. Now, you do have San Jose State, but let's be honest: the first opponent on September second is Illinois, and I am bullish on Illinois this year, but. They're not Ohio State, so it is a much more winnable game for the Toledo Rockets. I would argue both because you have San Jose State coming to the Glass Bowl here, uh, Week One. You're going to be at this game, right? In Champaign, going to be at this game. I'm excited. It's my first game at uh, at Illinois. Uh, really, really looking forward to it. I I like Toledo in this one. I think overall the Toledo offense is better than the entirety of the Illini defense. The it's going to be a lot of shotgun formation, I think, because that that defensive front is nasty. But I also think they're breaking in a new quarterback over at Illinois. They're they're trying to figure stuff out with their offense. I think Toledo's got a better defense than what they have offense. Toledo also received more votes than they did in the first top twenty five poll. Ooh, this one's ooh. going to be a good game. I know the spread's nine and a half in favor of Illinois. Oh, give me the points. Even if Toledo doesn't win this, I'm hammer. I'm hammering that spread because I really think Toledo will cover that even and probably possibly win it. No, I think you're right. And you know, it's funny. Someone was asking me week one upsets, you know, uh, what could you see happening? I could totally see Toledo winning this game. Illinois, uh, you know, lo- loses chase Brown, lo- you know, loses uh, DeVito slash Atowski. I do think they got better at the quarterback spot, but with them getting better also comes I, like DeVito was a, was, was good at taking care of the ball. He barely threw interceptions. Yeah. Um, he wasn't, he didn't stretch the field by any means. And I, I do think there, whether they go with Paddock 
or wherever they go with the old miss transfer. Uh, I do think um, they're going to stretch the field a little more. So in one way, I think the Illinois team might be a little more dynamic than a year ago, but I can tell you this, the defensive line is really fucking good. And, and that's mm-hmm. my concern. I, I give me the points all day. I think this is like a three point game. Personally, I'll take the Illini, but I, it would not shock me at all if Toledo wins this game. And I think, I think this is certainly one of the ones that people should, uh, should get their eyes on because I think this is going to be a game fourth quarter, 10 minutes left. I expect this thing to be a one score game. Um, yeah, I'm going Illini just because of really, honestly, it's because of the line of scrimmage, like, even though I think Toledo's good on, on the offensive line, I just don't like Illinois. I'm hearing that they might have two or three players drafted in, in next year's NFL draft on their defensive line. So yeah, that's where I get They're a, little, have a top, top five defensive line in the country this year. Yeah. That, that, that's scary to me. Uh, but you know, maybe you can neutralize that, get the ball out hot. Uh, it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch folks. So I got them and one. You got them one and out. Texas Southern comes to town and FCS school in the swag. I think Toledo should win big against Texas Southern. Um, any, yeah. any chance you, okay. Yeah. So two and Toledo, I mean, Toledo hasn't lost to an FCS program. I, you know what? I don't even want to say it cause I don't want to jinx it, um, <laughs> but, uh, but it's, it's been a long time. Um, Toledo, you know, whenever, whenever one comes in, you know, I feel like there's, there's kind of this perception that FCS and G five are very similar and, and, and I can, I can, I can understand that. So I feel like it's a more natural competition for Texas Southern than it is for Texas Southern to go play Oregon and pull off that upset there. There's sure. a lot more emotion with that, with tech, with Texas Southern Toledo. A l- yes, it's an FCS versus FBS, but it feels a little bit more, yeah, you know, yeah, similar. Uh, well, I got them winning this, and this, by the way, this game starts off four straight home games. Gotta love that. The very next I week, yeah, the very great. <laughs> yeah, very, very next week, Brent Brennan. Uh, I got a chance to interview him, and I was, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I'm t- like, I'm, I'm gonna take Toledo to win this game, but San Jose State comes to town on September 16th, and that's one of the benefits of going to, to media days is I was able to sit down with the coaches uh, in the mountain West. And when I interviewed Brent Brennan, I did come away thinking that he, he's a lot more confident in his team than I came in with. So I do think San Jose state's going to be a bowl team and perhaps in contention for that mountain West championship. But if this was in San Jose, maybe I'd hesitate being that it's in Toledo, Ohio. I have the Rockets winning this one. What do you have here? Yeah, this one's going to be a great matchup. I, you know, San Jose State's done some great stuff over the years. I like Toledo in this one. It's it's not the home opener, but it's the first home night game. Night games at the Glass Bowl against a quality opponent, they're they're special. Um and I think but I think, you know, Toledo will win this one. You're going to have the home crowd behind them. Get that late fourth quarter push to to go secure the victory. Toledo starts 3-0. Oh, and I'll push it to four and oh, because Western Michigan, even though, you know, I'm kind of thinking it might be better than I think they went out and hired Lance Taylor. Mm-hmm. I just think you want to get first year coaches in September, right? Yes. And that's why and it's a home game. I got Toledo taking down the Broncos of WMU. Uh, what do you got in this one? This so Toledo's looking their wounds a little bit after the loss last year. Uh, 20 to 14, you know, lots of offensive issues, not going to be the case this year. I, I do think Toledo pushes this to four and oh, 
before taking on their big rival, Northern Illinois, the week after. For homecoming, September 30th. And this is the one. Yeah, this is the one I think that is, uh, it jumps out to me on the schedule. Uh, for in Mac play, I know I know there's some other tricky spots, you know, like the Eastern Michigan game or, or Miami, Ohio, or, mm-hmm. or the season ender. But this is a huge one to me because I think Northern Illinois getting healthy. It, this is a tricky one. I still think the fact it's at the Glass Bowl, give me Toledo to get it done. What are you doing here on September 30th? This one, this one is honestly a coin toss. Um, I think Northern Illinois is not going to be as good as they were two years ago when they won the MAC championship. I do believe that they'll be much improved off of last year. Toledo embarrassed them at their place last year, like just flat out embarrassed them. Quinn on Mitchell had four picks, two pick sixes. <laughs> they remember that they, yeah. they know that. Um, and I mean, I think they were, they were pulling guys out of the stands to play quarterback in that, in that game. You know, you know yeah. it was, it, it was a bad time, but they remember that and they don't want to lose again like that. So this is going to be a close game. I, and I hate saying it. I see Toledo starting five and Oh, uh, I got them four and one and you could, t- if they get that Illinois game, wow. Could you imagine that storyline? Cause I think Illinois got a chance yeah. well, to win I the think big you 10 win West that Illinois game. Toledo starts to get ranked. Yeah, oh, for sure. For sure. Now here's where it gets tricky though. And I don't mean th- the fact that they're playing UMass. I mean, the fact that they're on the road three straight weeks, it's kind of unheard of in college football. It doesn't happen to a lot of teams. Uh, October 7th at UMass and Don Brown. I do expect Don Brown to have UMass better this year. Now better still means you're losing to Toledo, but I just think they will be a little more competitive than they were in year one. I got that as a win you. Yeah. I mean, this is a win. You know, you look at what Toledo's done against UMass, even when UMass was in the Mac, like this is not, you know, it's, it's nothing, nothing to look at, you know, Toledo six and one against UMass all time. Um, Toledo hasn't lost to UMass since 83. Wow. Like her uh, since 76. Sorry. Okay. So, and that was a, that was a two score game. Like, and then two years ago that or last year they played them 55 to 10. Wow. Like it's, you know, it's, I, I see Toledo, you know, heading into Muncie undefeated. I mean, yeah. What, what a season this could be now going into Muncie, October 14th, not going to get Muncie out in the middle of nowhere. Are you Toledo? I got, I actually think Toledo will win this, but it's, uh, I do think ball state's better than what people think. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it, this could be a very scary game. Wouldn't surprise you Toledo won on a last second field goal, something like that. Uh, so I have them sitting there at six and one to start the season. How about yourself in Muncie here? I hate saying it. I really do. Cause I feel like I'm jinxing the team every time I say something. Um, I have them seven and oh, man. Like, you know, ball state, the loss of Carson, Carson Steele, Steele right? is, yeah. Huge. yeah. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, you get the transfer in from Kent state. I think that that really supplants the backfield, the loss of Carson Steele. They were very one dimensional. Not that John Paddock didn't do nice stuff, but you knew who the offense was. Um, if they can get the offense figured out and they can stay healthy, ball state's going to be a formidable opponent for sure. Toledo, Toledo undefeated after this one. Oh, fantastic. And then October 21st comes and this is where the puck stops for me. Three weeks on the road is three weeks on the road. I don't care if you're Alabama. I don't care whoever it is. I mean, while Alabama would never, they, they barely play two weeks on the road and they're <laughs> like once every 10 years, they play two weeks on the road, three weeks on the road. 
I got Miami, Ohio and Chuck Martin getting a, getting a ranked win here, perhaps against the uh, Toledo rockets. I just think th- the toll of three weeks straight on the road, it's going to either ball state's going to catch them or Miami, Ohio is going to catch them. But I, I got it as Miami, Ohio. What do you got happening on October 21st here? So this is, this is one I've stood by for a while and I'm going to stick with it because it goes into my prediction later. Toledo wins at Miami. They have not played each other since 2011. This is the first time in 12 years they've played each other. Um, partly due to uh, UMass coming in and leaving the conference. Uh, U- COVID, right? U, uh, yeah. UCF coming in and out. Temple in and out. Um, give me Toledo in this one. <laughs> okay, then you get 10 days rest and Maurice Linquist and the Buffalo Bulls are coming to town on, on Halloween night. Uh, I expect a little bit of regression for Buffalo this year. And, uh, I still mm-hmm. think they will be solid, a dangerous team. Each time you play them, Cole Snyder's pretzels is still the quarterback. They're a former Rutgers transfer, but I got Toledo winning this. I got them bouncing back and winning a Halloween game. So I only have them with two losses. Remember the, the, the win total we had, uh, what was it? Nine and a half. Is that what you said? Nine and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so they can't afford another loss for me. Uh, what do you got happening here on, on Halloween? I think, uh, I think they scare the bulls back to Buffalo, uh, on a Halloween night and they secure the win. And then the last three weeks get, get fun for me. Ooh. So you you got them going into November undefeated. And, uh, now they have Chris Creighton in Eastern Michigan. I'm a big Chris Creighton fan and I favor Toledo here. But I know this game could get crazy. I think mm. Eastern Michigan's a player this year. I will still take Toledo to win this game. So I still have two losses. I'm still on the over. What are you doing here uh, at the at the Glass Bowl on November eighth? This is where it gets tricky because Eastern Michigan is going to be great this year. Um, the last five years, Eastern Michigan's won two of these matchups. Um, 2018, they won 28, 26 in Ipsy. Uh, and then they won at the glass bowl in 2021 for the first time since I'm looking at my numbers here since 1999. Wow. Wow. Toledo has played really well at the glass bowl against Eastern Michigan. They stay undefeated Toledo in this one. Oh Yes. And then comes November 14th, Tuesday night. Oh man. The rivalry is back Toledo at Bowling green. Uh, I mean the I 75 battle of I 75. Um, I'm not that high on Bowling green and I know rivalries are rivalries, man. But so you mm-hmm. throw out the record books, I'm taking Toledo to win at Bowling green. I still got them on the over it thus far, but there's still one game left. Uh, what are you doing here in Bowling Green? Toledo's livid after last year. Um, the Falcons came in. I think they were like a, an eleven-point underdog. You came into Toledo. You beat Toledo at Toledo on on national television. Barstool Sports was there mm-hmm. doing their spar, Barstool Sports college football show. This uh, Toledo's out for blood um, and. I think they get it. I think they, uh, I think Toledo swells to 11 or no. And now 
Uh, the bye week comes on November 18th. Uh, I have them uh, at nine and two. Um, wait, yeah, nine and two. Uh, then uh, bye week, and then so if you have them eleven and zero, a lot of pressure coming out of the bye week. Uh, mm-hmm. As you, as they head to Mount Pleasant, Michigan, to take on the Fire Up Chips and Central Michigan, <sighs> you know I don't know. I I told you the story already on one of our other previews. Somehow I got emails from yep from uh, Jim McElwain, Jim McElwain, like addressing Central Michigan alumni. I think it was just a fan that just forwarded me the email. I don't know, but uh, I'm kind of buying into Central Michigan being a lot better this year. Now, does that mean? a lot better. Like they could be like, they will beat Toledo. I don't know, but I, I could see Toledo losing this game. Talk to me about what you got happening here on November 24th. So what happens on November 24th um, sets the tone for what happens the week after partially because I think Toledo looking at the schedule, this is my heart saying this. I really do believe Toledo has a chance at a, at an 11, one, 12 and 0 regular season. That being said, I think they, they beat central at central. You've had a, you've had a long break. You get Thanksgiving, you, you know, you, you get time to recalibrate and, you know, and find a way to stay focused. So I think they finished 12 and 0 and then you get to Detroit. I love it. This is these hot, hot takes. You're getting here on the college football experience. Look, I like you, Alex. I, 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 I gotta say if I had to wager, I think I would lean under just because I feel like central Michigan, Miami, Ohio ball state. I think there could be two losses there. And then you throw in the Illinois game. Now, do I feel good about this? Not at all. Like, I feel like I would not bet this with my own money. Like, I feel like it's, I feel like Vegas nailed it with my money. Yeah. I'll bet with your money. There we go. I feel like Vegas nailed the number. Cause to me, it's like, if I have Illinois winning in a close one, which like I said, I could totally be wrong there. I don't feel very confident with my play. I also just think three weeks on the road, college years of watching college football tells me what there'll be a loss there. Now I, you could argue, well, UMass is that really count as a week on the road? I don't know, but um, that travel still takes its toll on you. Yeah. So I just think there's going to be two. And then it's like, can they, I don't know, man. I feel like if, like if I had to, I would lean nine and three a little bit more than I would 10 and two. But if they win the Illinois game, all bets are off. And I think you're looking very good to, to potentially have that undefeated season because I think they'll realize the magnitude. Um, I don't know. So who do you get them playing in the Mac championship? Well, that's where it gets interesting. I have them rematch with Miami. Um, similar to the 2004 season where Toledo lost in the regular season to Miami and then beat Miami in the Mac championship. I think the reverse is going to happen. Toledo is going to win the regular season matchup, but then oh, they'll lose in the championship. That would be heartbreaking, man, because I look, I know I I'll tell you this, man. believe you, me. I know <laughs> if, if you are right, let's say on November 14th, they beat Bowling green at Bowling green and they're undefeated at 11 and 0. I will personally purchase Toledo gear because I will be the biggest fan in the nation. Uh, well, besides you, but I'm saying at least the biggest fan in California. How about that? Uh, rooting for Perfect. the Toledo rockets, um, man. But I, but I pray that doesn't happen because I want them to go undefeated, man. That would be fantastic. I want a perfect season from the rockets. Uh, so he's on the over. I think 
I think if I had to choose, I would say nine and three, but I don't feel good about this one. This is not one I would say, you know, a lot of these right. episodes I'll be like, go bet this right now. This is one where like, if you told me they're 11 and one 12 and oh, I look, Alex is saying they're 12 and oh, I don't even think it's that foolish to think that. I think it's a great schedule. I think the way, like the only thing that makes me hesitate is the three weeks on the road in October. Um, that that's really what does it for me. Um, right. So I'm on the under he's on the over folks. Uh, before we get out of here, I had a chance to sit down with Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour to talk about his experiences to the glass bowl. And folks, if, let me tell you, if you're in the Ohio area or traveling, get yourself out to a Toledo football game because Michael Barker, he sold me on that. So with no further ado, here is that interview. Joining me on the college football experience, Toledo rockets, 2023 season preview is none other then Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour. Yes. Well, you're probably saying, what, what is that? No, get over to Twitter or X or whatever the fuck you want to call it at CFB campus tour, because Michael, Michael is a must follow. If you love college football, because he goes to like five, six, seven games a week. Yes. I repeat five, six, seven games a week. He's been to every single FBS stadium. That's 133 folks. He's also been to a lot of the FCS. He goes to D2. He goes to D3. He documents it all. It is awesome. It is a must follow. He does the photo of the game. He'll show you cool seats within the stadium, statues, all this good stuff. It's a must follow. Uh, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show to talk about the Toledo Rockets and the glass bowl. Yeah, absolutely. You got me excited now. I'm, I'm ready for the season. I'm ready to travel, and uh, this might be my favorite Max Stadium. The Glass Bowl is awesome. So let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, I'm looking at photos right now. I've never been to this stadium, but uh, you know, I know me and you share the fact that we love Maction. We love weekday college football. We think it should be played seven days a week if we could. You know, twenty four seven. But uh, yeah, I mean this this is one I. I haven't been to any of these max stadiums, but this is high on my list. If I was to, to go to, um, if you told me right now, I have a, a, a free ticket to a max stadium. I think, I think this might be my answer. So uh, tell me about the history of the stadium. Yeah. So it was built in 1937. Original uh, capacity was 8,000 seats and it was named university stadium. Uh, following world war two, the stadium underwent a renovation and they used glass elements in the renovation and glass is a big industry in Toledo. And after the renovation, after world war II ended, they renamed it the glass wall in 1946 in 1990, uh, it underwent an $18 million renovation project where they added a three-story press box, 45 luxury seats, athletic complex. Uh, the current capacity is 26,000, but it was a little bit bigger. Uh, the record crowd was, 36,852 versus Navy in 2001. And a cool facts, I mean, there's a lot of cool facts, glass in the stadium, but I love in 1961, they acquired a one ton rocket from the US Army and they put it outside the stadium and it is aimed at the 50 yard line of Doit Perry Stadium, which is their rival Bowling Green. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I need to get to the stadium because you're winning me over. And I love, I was about to just go in. I didn't know that. I was about to go in saying the name Glass Bowl sounds amazing. It reminds me of the classic stadiums that we like it, whether it's college football or NFL, that sometimes, you know, all of a sudden a corporate sponsor gets slapped on there and it's gone. They haven't done that. It's still called the Glass Bowl. I love that name. It gives it personality. And then you tell me that. 
Oh, I'm booking my ticket, man. I got to get there. Uh, how many times have you been to the stadium? So I've been there for two games. Of course, they were both match and weeknight games. Uh, the best one was actually last year. Uh, it was versus Ball State. It was a 28-21 victory. Uh, their quarterback, Daquan Finn, threw for 301 yards and three touchdowns. And it was cold and it was fun and there was a good vibe and and Maction is special, like you said. And so the cool thing about Maction is that these games pop up all the time. I've been to two games at Toledo. I've been to three games at, at Ohio. I'm going to do my third game at Miami of Ohio this year. So Maction, these stadiums, you know, 1937, we're talking about almost a 90-year-old stadium. So uh, I think you have a good uh, a good choice as far as which one you would go to. I think this is right up there. I would say one A and one B is Glass Bowl, and and one B would be Keaton. So they're both great. Absolutely fantastic. I need to get out there, folks, and you need to get out there to Twitter and give Michael a follow at CFB Campus Tour because he does great work. He does the photo of the game. A lot of times we'll talk about the history of the stadium, show you shots of the stadium. You know from back when it was first created to now. Absolutely fantastic work that you do, Michael. I look forward to seeing the travel schedule. Uh, and I'm not actually talking about a schedule, but just just the fact that you're going to be bouncing around from city to city uh, throughout the college football season like you always do. Uh, and, man, you do great work, and I hope one day we can catch a game at the Glass Bowl, man. Yeah, this is, you know, if we want to have the hectic tra- travel schedule, you got to get these weeknight action games in, and it would be, awesome to check it out uh, with you. So hopefully we can make that happen for sure, man. Uh, our best wishes on the season, the travel, all of it. We look forward to, to documenting it and uh, folks get out there. Give them a follow at CFB campus tour. Thanks again, Michael. Have a wonderful day. Yes, sir. You too, Colby. Thank you, Michael Parker, the glass bowl, man. I got to get out to the glass bowl. I, I, you have a crazy, you're pulling a, a mini college football campus tour here, Alex. Uh, t- tell, tell the fans what, uh, what your plans are for the college football season, because I think they all should check out uh, the CSC podcast and all action all the time. Apparently is what you're going to be doing, but talk, t- tell the fans about it. So I have, I created my travel schedule and uh, I'm going to 18 games this fall. <laughs> Every single game is going to involve a Mac school. I'm hitting up all 12 Mac stadiums. I'm capping it off with the Mac championship in Detroit on December 3rd. Um, couple road games, obviously starting the season off at Illinois. Um, but yeah, most of the rest of the season, it's going to be Mac schools playing host and uh, just trying to catch what I can. And I'm really, really excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've got a, I've got it all mapped out. Uh, got my travel partners ready to go. They're ready to saddle up and hop in the car with me, but it's going to be a fun fall. 18 games. This is the Fantastic. most ambitious I've ever done. Then, but then of course, you know, Michael over at CFB tour, you know, <laughs> all he, you know he does like yeah. 18 games in a week, <laughs> you know, like whatever. <laughs> Uh, well, dude, I mean, come on. 18 games is fantastic. Uh, and look, shout out to, to, to that and shout out. You support. I love how they're all Mac games, like uh, involving a Mac team because we love that. Uh, I feel like I know I'm going to sound like the guy get off my lawn here, Clint Eastwood, but I don't care. Um, the Mac, the Sunbelt, the mountain West. I like the regionality of those conferences. They remind me of the college football that I fell in love with all this other stuff where you have conferences, you know, spread out all over the United States. It drives me crazy. So uh, I, I urge people, if you're listening to this, if you're in any of those Mac States or even on the outside of them, if you're living in Minnesota, 
What are you doing? Hop over there, support a Mac game on a Tuesday, Wednesday night, because uh, you know, I think they have the true heartbeat of college football within them. Uh, so he's on the over. I'm on the under folks. Uh, make sure you check out the CSC podcast as I alluded to and give, give, give that a follow on Twitter at college sport pod. Uh, and give myself a follow on Twitter at the Colby D and uh, the college football experience is on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. As we break down all 133 college football teams, a solo podcast for every single team in the land. We give the same amount of attention uh, to Akron as we do Alabama. And I think that's the way it should be. Uh, so check out all of those. And uh, folks also, I host the FCS college football experience. We love college football on all levels that goes down to the NAIA level. So, uh, but check out the FCS college football experience. I think you'll dig it as we break down every conference uh, before the first game kicks. Uh, also the college basketball experience. We love the Mac. All right. But also every night of the college basketball season, I'm talking college hoops. So check us out there. Also the college baseball experience. We got them all now. All right. Uh, those are all separate podcasts. There's even a big 12 experience for any Cincinnati Bearcat fans listening to this or whoever in the big 12. Uh, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check out the sports gambling podcast. All right. Maybe you're a bangle fan, a Cleveland Brown fan. They're going through all 32 NFL teams. So check them out as well. Uh, doing a team previews, talking about the over the under all that good stuff as the season's right around the corner, get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. Uh, and also come in the discord and talk Maxion with us because, I mean, and by the way, when, when Maxion starts on their weekday games in November, not only should you be listening to the CSC podcast, but I throw out Maxion. Tuesday, Wednesday night episodes, just talking about those games, highlighting those great games. So check that as well, folks until next time, this is the college football experience Toledo rocket style. You better start thinking about yours and we out of here. Run, shoot, shoot.